Welcome back to a new episode of the Carefree and Black Diaries, where we discuss various topics like pop culture, news, politics, and more. I am the host of this podcast, Shakira, and I want to welcome you back if you're already a part of our Carefree family. Now, if you are not a part of our Carefree family, you just happen to stumble across this podcast or you've been listening this whole time and you just have not hit subscribe yet, I don't know why you would do that. But go ahead and hit subscribe so you can go ahead and join us. We would love to have you here and I just feel like it's a very welcoming and open space for everyone. With that being said, if you are familiar with how we run things here, after our intro, I'll go ahead and do a little carefree update for everyone, um, things that have been happening in the news, um, with pop culture, music, television, politics, all of that good stuff. But today, 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 I am just cutting straight to the chase. No carefree updates. Because if you are, if you've been following along, um, if you're new, it's okay. But if you've been following along, we have been in the middle of our series, which was Creatives Versus. So on January 1st, we started with Creatives Versus Family Approval. We went down through all of the different topics and all of the different questions and things that we as creatives deal with, struggle with, and just try to fight on a daily basis. So we've covered a lot. From family approval to creatives versus the nine to five, creatives versus networking, um, creatives versus social media. These were all topics I felt like we needed to cover because so many people, so many people have questions when it comes to those things. But there was one particular topic that I wanted to save for last. And that's what we're going to be talking about today. And I just felt like um, it would kind of hinder us if we had updates before this so let's just hop right in today's topic is creatives versus themselves creatives versus themselves yes creatives versus themselves so you might be thinking Shakira what you mean creatives versus themselves well listen I'm so glad you asked we and by we I'm not just talking about people who consider themselves to be creatives I mean humans in general people we all have some sort of self-destructive tendencies that we possess all of us and these are the things that we do or refuse to do that ultimately hinder our progression or our ability to evolve or improve you know during our short time here so in terms of creatives and even if you are not a creative it's okay all of this is going to apply to you in one way or another, I promise. So stay tuned because don't feel left out. You know, everybody's not creative. It's okay. Um, so anyway, today we are going to hit three different self-destructive tendencies that we may not even realize are self-destructive. And we're going to find out how those things relate to what we deal with every single day. And then we're going to figure out how to combat those things so you can recognize it for what it is and cut it off at the head. That's a Southern reference for all my Southern folks. When you kill a snake, what do you do? Hopefully you said cut it off at the head. Hopefully, but let's hop right in. Um, I hope you have a notebook, a piece of paper, something to write with, highlighter, pen, all of that, because we're going to be digging a little deep today, and I want you to have something to go back to later on to reference um, so you can just implement what you learn here in this 
say 30 minutes to use in your everyday life. I don't want you to just hear it here and, you know, get all pumped up and then forget it a week later. So I hope you have something to take notes. So let's get straight to the chase. Point one, the very first self-destructive habit that we have is called housing self-defeating mindsets. Again, that is housing self-defeating mindsets. And this to me is just the technical term. Um, but what you may recognize it as how it relates to you is that voice inside your head. I see it way too often with other people and I've still been there. I've dealt with it myself. These thoughts um, that are really just me doubting myself or living inside my head a little too often. And as creatives and just people in general, we all deal with the fight that we have within ourselves. Before we put that idea out, before we push publish, before we promote ourselves on social media, I would say that about 90% of us deal with that voice and that can make us feel inadequate or insecure. Um, that voice can make us feel like we need to wait until something is absolutely perfect before we put it out there or that there are other people who are better at the thing that we want to do. And I want to tell you, if you believe that voice, you're only pushing yourself back 10 steps, maybe even further than that. We all have it. The voice is something that lives in all of us, but it's that thing that whispers to us or those very quick thoughts that we have. Um, and it can stop you dead in your tracks when you're about to do something great. It's that thing that triggers fear and it can paralyze you, causing you to do absolutely nothing. And I just want you to take a second and think about some people with me. So what if Ryan Coogler, the director of Black Panther, who had never done a movie with a budget that big said, mm, I'm not ready. Like if they came to him with the idea and said, we want you to direct this, which is what happened. What if he said, I'm not ready? What if he said, I don't have the experience yet. I've never worked with the crew this big and whatever else I'm sure he thought about when they came to him with this idea. What if he listened to those thoughts and said, no, I'm not going to do it. What if? And somebody else to think about what if Quincy Jones, the Quincy Jones said, I don't know. This song isn't all the way right. What if people don't like it when he was producing Billie Jean for Michael Jackson? It would have never been number one on Billboard Hot 100 for seven weeks straight. That would have never happened. Black Panther would have never swept these award shows. And I mean, they've been sweeping these people up and I am here for it. But what if he didn't direct it? That would have been a completely different movie, a completely different story. So think about those things. And newsflash to you, you're never going to be 100% ready. That's a fallacy. It's false. It's a dream that we are sold. You are never going to be 100% ready. It's never going to be perfect. Even if you think it's perfect now, I promise you when you look back five years from now, you're going to be thinking, Whew, why did I do it like this? Why did I put that there? But that only shows your evolution and your progress, which you'll never get if you don't just go for it and ignore those voices. The world needs what you have to offer, no matter what that voice whispers to you, no matter what that voice keeps repeating to you in your head. When you start thinking, why am I really doing this? Is it worth it? Or can I really do this? Don't beat yourself up for having those thoughts. 
Some of the greatest people in history, in every field imaginable, have had those thoughts at one point or another. I can guarantee you that. But the thing about those people, those great people, and this is what separates them, is that they didn't allow those thoughts to dictate their actions. So when you start to hear that voice or you get that feeling in your chest or your gut, close your eyes and speak the opposite of those thoughts. If you're thinking, can I do this? Flip that and think, I can do this. And if you're thinking people aren't going to really care, flip that and think people will care. Thoughts, I am a strong believer that thoughts become things. Strong, strong, and avid believer of that. So it's so important to really monitor and pay attention to the thoughts that you're thinking and what you're telling yourself. It's so important to only speak positive thoughts and thoughts of affirmation. Um, Really encourage yourself. So a quick story. At my job, there is a big board downstairs and people, I don't know what office does it, but they do it all the time. They post these different color post-it notes and they have different quotes on them. And you can take one with you. The whole board says, take what you need. So you can take one with you. And I always stop there. So last year, I saw one that absolutely pertained to what I was going through at that moment in time. And I have had it on my vanity mirror for months. Like ever since I took it down off of that board, I came home, posted it on my vanity, and I'm literally looking at it on my vanity right now. It's still there. And just to give you some context, when I took this posted down, I was at a point with this podcast that you're listening to right now, where I felt like, is this really going to work? Um, Are people really going to listen? Like, I legit was not sure of myself at all. So when I saw the post-it, I took it down and I, you know, kept it in sight. But the post-it says, act as if what you do makes a difference. It does. And this quote came from a man named William James. He was a psychologist. So I get home, I put it on my mirror where I can see it every day. And I made a habit of reading it every single day. And when you do this, it gives you reassurance and you start to believe it. When you start seeing something enough, you start reading something enough, you do start to believe it. Now, imagine if I had stopped. If I said, you know what, this podcast, I don't know if it's going to work. Let me just put it down. If I said no one cares about this podcast, put it down. I would have given up right there and you wouldn't be listening right now. So don't let the voice stop you from doing what you want to do. And most importantly, what you need to do. And if you don't take anything else from this entire episode, but please keep listening. But if you don't take anything else, I want you to take this quote down, write it down. Put it somewhere, um, put it in a place that you look at every single day. And again, it says, act as if what you do makes a difference. It does. So that's dealing with housing self-defeating mindsets or that voice in your head. That was self-destructive habit number one. Point two, this self-destructive habit is failing to take action. And I love this one here. I love this one because I'm an Aries and we have a um, a tendency to start things and not finish. But failing to take action defined as a destructive habit says this is a passive symptom, but still self-destructive in nature when we know 
something is bad for us, but fail to take any action or steps to remedy the issue, we are essentially setting ourselves up for and guaranteeing failure. Now, that's the definition right there. I didn't make that up. That's what it is. And I love it. Let me tell you why I love it. Because one thing we lack in so many areas of our life, I've come to realize, is discipline. And I think we lack discipline because when we hear the word, we think about our childhoods, we think about punishments, we might even think about whoopings, spankings, all of that. Um, But in order for us to establish discipline for ourselves, we must first change the way we view the word itself. So I saw this sentence and I loved it um, when I was like researching different things and what other people had to say. Um, I saw this sentence and it says, discipline simply means making an agreement with yourself and keeping it. That sounds easy, right? Like a no-brainer? Well, it's not. (laughs) Trust me, I know. When you're starting out, nine times out of ten, you are your own boss in whatever field that you're in. Well, creative field that you're in. And you have to see it that way. You are going to hate when I say this because we don't like this word either. But since you are your own boss, you're going to have to set deadlines for yourself. Yes, deadlines. We hate those things. But there isn't going to be anyone to tell you, you need to write this blog by Wednesday at noon and have it on my desk for the website. Or they're not going to tell you, by next Tuesday, you need to record a video, edit it, and post it, and let me see it. Like, You don't have anybody to do that for you. You have to do that. And that requires discipline because you don't have anybody checking up on you. And see, I know myself. I know that if I don't have a podcast idea by Monday, record the podcast by Sunday and upload and schedule it by the following Monday so it can go up the next day, Tuesday at 9 a.m., which is when we have new episodes I'm going to be pulling my hair out, not literally, but you know what I mean? So since I know that about myself, I know that those days that I just mentioned are the best days for me. If I don't follow that, I'm going, I'm basically setting myself up for failure for the next week. And because of that, I intentionally set deadlines for when I need to be done with things. And if I didn't, I would be dealing with this self-destructive tendency of failing to take action. But be aware that I am not that great with it in everything I do. Um, I'm good with the podcast, but I still struggle with discipline for YouTube videos, blogging especially. But that's okay. Well, it's not okay. But I recognize that I have a problem in those areas. So I'm striving towards creating discipline there. And that's what I want you to do as well. Like notice the areas of your life that require discipline and then take the appropriate action to remedy that. So find your discipline and keep the promise to yourself to get it done when you said you're going to get it done. Um, If you need a planner, I love my planner because I'm always like writing down the different days. Like you need to fill out this application by this day. You need to look over it and edit it by this day. You need to send it in by this day. And I love my calendar for that. So if you need something like that, something tangible, um, I have not caught the phone wave with using my calendar in my phone. And I just realized that I'm not that kind of girl. So sometimes you need to self-evaluate too and see, you know, are you a more technical person? Do you require pen and paper? 
Find out what works for you and then get those tools so you can do better and be on your A-game. So moving on to our very last one, our self-destructive habit number three. And this one is refusing to be helped. And we're talking about it in terms of accepting criticism or critique. So typically, we don't want somebody else telling us what we need to do to improve. I know because I'm the same way. I want to let y'all know that I'm not perfect. I struggle with these same things, but I'm working on improving them. But I struggle with the same thing. And remember when Erica Badu said, Now keep in mind that I'm an artist and I'm sensitive about my shit. <laughs> well, we all are. We spend hours, we spend months, sometimes years pouring ourselves out into things that we do projects they basically become an extension of ourselves and it's extremely difficult to put it in front of eyes of others and subject it to scrutiny it's hard it's even harder when it isn't received how you thought it would be received um but it's so important for you to let people you trust lay eyes on whatever it is that you're working on and give you some feedback because you've been working on this thing for Lord knows how long. After a while, you can't even see what's wrong with it or what can be changed because you have grown an emotional attachment to the entire piece. And that's why it's important to have someone give you feedback or critique. But like I said earlier, make sure that it is someone that you trust and someone you admire um, in their own work. And I'm going to keep it a book with you. I would not dare ask. Let me think. I would not dare ask someone what they thought of a Viola Davis film if all they watch is Amy Schumer. I'm not going to do it. And I wouldn't ask someone who's only ever watched hockey all their life what they thought of an NBA championship game. I'm not going to do it. These people you get feedback from should be in similar realms as you. They have to have some kind of understanding of the subject in order to tell you their thoughts. That's just like common sense. Remember a while back in the episode that we did Black Exhaustion? I was telling you that I made this film for graduate school and my teacher, she was telling me um, maybe I should go a different direction because white people wouldn't really understand what I was trying to convey and the message of the film. That's a prime example right there. She wasn't black, so she didn't understand the message, but every black person that I got feedback from understood. So although I received her feedback, I also had to understand that she wasn't the end-all be-all for me changing something messaging-wise. Now, I say that because she has experience with editing and filmmaking in general. She's a filmmaker. So if she told me maybe I should cut something a second earlier or reconsider the soundtrack, then sure, I'm taking that advice. But in terms of the Black experience, because that's something she's never had a day in her life, I can't take that. So hopefully that was a good example for you. So be open to critique, be open to feedback and criticism, even when it's unwarranted. Because again, keeping it a buck, some people just can't help themselves and they want to give you feedback even when you didn't ask for it. And sometimes I find myself thinking, well, I ain't asked you, but okay. And later on, I may look back at whatever it is that they said and think, hmm, 
let me try how they said and see what it's hitting on. And if you take the advice, cool. If not, cool. But the key here is to not shut down when you receive it and to also find people that you trust when seeking out different perspectives and views on your work. And that is self-destructive tendency number three, refusing to be helped. Now, I kept this podcast episode for last in the series because many, many times we blame our lack of action on other things that really aren't the issue at all. They're not the root of the issue ever. Um, It's not always your family giving you support. That's an issue. It's not always not having time off from your job where you can work on things. It's not always the people that you're networking with. It's not always about you not not having um, a nice size amount of followers on social media. Sometimes it's just you. And you have to be man enough or woman enough to turn the mirror around on yourself and say, I've been blaming everything on not having enough time or not having enough support, but the issue is really me and it has been me all along. And once you do that, I guarantee that you'll begin to face those self-destructive habits head first because the last person you want to be able to blame your lack of success on is yourself. We'll put it on somebody else in a heartbeat, but we never want to say that we are the root of our own issue. And the last thing I want to leave you with is something that I've told many people when they ask me about whether or not they should start a YouTube channel or whether or not they should buy that camera for photography or go to that audition, whatever it is. And I tell them, what is the alternative? What is the alternative? Not going for it? being content with where you are right now and not going out on a limb to see what could be. Like, you don't need me. You don't need Oprah. You don't need Michelle Obama, Gary V, Dr. Phil, whoever else is on the internet to give you permission to just go for it. You only need yourself to do that. So stop waiting. Stop waiting. Stop waiting. Just do it. You have the tools, you have the creativity, you are already equipped with everything you need. Stop finding excuses. It's about to be February and time is not waiting on you. It's not waiting for you to make it perfect or for you to find the right time to post it or to pitch it to the right person. Just go for it. That's it. So this Friday, February 1st, I am going to answer all of your questions right here, right here um, about creatives, things you may be struggling with. I don't care what it is. If you need some insight on something, if you need some advice on something, we're going to be answering all of that here on Friday. It's going to be a special edition episode. I'm excited. I'm excited. So DM us on Instagram at Carefree and Black Diaries. Or you can DM my personal Instagram, which is linked in that bio. Um, If you miss it, I don't know how you could. But my personal Instagram is Shakira White. And that's Shakira, S-H-A-A-K-I-R-A, White. Um, Or you can tweet us at CarefreeBlackPod. That's CarefreeBLKPOD. And ask anything you want. There are no limits. Um, If you want it to be anonymous, I probably won't read names anyway. But you know, just say, don't read my name just in case. Just, you know, send everything you want over. 
But please submit those questions by Thursday at, let me see, 7 p.m. East Coast time. Um, I cannot wait to hear from you all. I love y'all so much. So we'll see you in about three days when we're back here answering questions. And don't be afraid to submit them because I promise if you have a question or a concern or you need advice about something creative wise, um, launching a project, I don't know, um, you're not the only person with that same question. So ask. And there is no such thing as a stupid question. So ask. Send them over. Don't forget to stay black and carefree. And we'll see you Friday in the next special edition episode of the Carefree and Black Diaries. Bye, guys. Bye.